you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good noon, good night, good dawn, good day, good dusk, good desk. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Sean Connery. With me on the show today, the other host, Amber Kenny, is here. Hello. And uh, we're we're in our like um, children's show. Like the right primary colors. (laughs) (laughs) We just need the red crayon as well. (laughs) Yes. All right, everyone, have a seat. Amber and I are going to tell you about what it means when a tree grows. (laughs) I did children's theater for a while, you know. Uh, So did I. Puppet theater with Eddie, which was just (laughs) disastrous um, at the Central Park Zoo. What was your children's theater thing? In college, it was like a class, like you had to audition for it, but then you got credit as a class. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how like at schools, there'd be assemblies. We yes, I the- remember. Yes. <laughs> we were that assembly. I'm but familiar. It- but it was hilarious because it was um, as a theater major, you needed like performance credits and tech credits. And, th- and this class counted for both because. I think we had like a stage manager, but they were all like, we were, it was all students. Like, I I don't remember there being like an adult, (laughs) like a real adult present. You were in college. I mean, you guys were ostensibly adults. Right. Um, We had um, a director direct us before we went out, Mm -hmm. but, um, but we would like get into a van, load the set, put on like, unload it, put on our costumes, put up the set, do the whole show. And it was like, um, like a little fairy tale, the salt that saved the kingdom. So it was very, the salt uh, that saved the kingdom. Yes. Yes. And, uh, this was before the whole sodium causes high blood pressure thing. I'm sure that actually existed already. I, I technically did it a second semester, but I have less clear memories of that second session the first that was when one. the drugs kicked in <laughs> yeah, well, um but it it was crazy because we were so young that we would be out all night like drinking basically mm-hmm. and then it'd be 6 a.m i'm familiar with that as well by the way yeah. <laughs> it'd be like 6 a.m call and we're all like staggering out yeah, setting yeah. Up a set. like i'm wearing a corset and like a long skirt <laughs> you know like <laughs> Well, I have I have a friend who who uh, was in a children's theater production after college, touring, but said the same kind of thing where it was not about the drinking and staying up all night, but like they had to do everything themselves. So they had the set that they had to load in, load out, blah blah blah. And she said she claims to this day that that was the best shape she was ever in in her life because they were constantly loading and unloading this set right. two or three times a day to go to different schools and perform and you know. And uh, it makes me want to get back into children's theater so I could get myself in shape. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Your was- Majesty, we're out of salt. <laughs> well, it was it was just. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. It was based on a Shakespeare play. Um, King Lear. Mm. Like the, he had three daughters and whoa, 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 that's a lot of salt. And like they, wow, it's, I realize it's been, you know, over 20 years. So mm-hmm. it's a little foggy. 
but um like they all had to give the king a gift and he hated them all and then it was like salt this potato this mashed potato is very bland i'm going to execute everyone <laughs> i i legit don't recall i'll have to look it up of like you can't why. remember how the salt saved the kingdom yeah but like basically like the modest daughter who didn't even want power was like here's salt or something mm-hmm. and then that's exactly what everyone needed and it I think if you combine salt with charcoal, you can make gunpowder. So maybe that was how they fought off the oh barbarians. I mean, a kingdom, you just don't know who their enemies are or what the problem is. It could be internal politics. It could right. be somebody from the outside. It could right. be a pretender to the throne. It could be a guy who's been in the basement all these years in an iron mask. There's what? just a million possibilities. And it might have never been a threat. This might be a imaginary. The kingdom might have been fine, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, all we have to do is sit down to a meal together, but is it going to taste good? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was, it was, uh, I think John Michael, who you know. I know John Michael. He was on that cast Mm -hmm. and crew with me. So it was very, a very bonding experience. Yeah. Ah, college. And, and kids reactions to things are so funny because we'd have like jokes built in. And nine times out of ten, like those fell flat. But then we'd like say coin weird and they would like stand coin, coin, yeah. coin, coin. Yeah. It'd be like standing ovation. We can't finish the show. And mm-hmm. we'd, all, we'd all be like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That, that is really making me think of the time that I used to do this puppet show with Eddie. And I know I've told this story before, but I always love telling the story because it was so funny to me. Uh, first of all, we did several children's shows at the Central Park Zoo with puppets and with microphones. Is so, that the one with the the um, polar bear? Was that the same? Thing? It was the same zoo, uh, and we were. It was the same summer, but the polar bear thing was we, you just went up there as a character and stood by the polar bear habitat <laughs> and were like. Morning, folks. I'm Polar Bear Pepe. If you have any questions about that, and people are just like, get the fuck away from me. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. That's what I love about it is that they're like, oh, these polar bears aren't sexy enough. Like, we need something to sell them. <laughs> right. Well, or the other part of it was that people's only question they had was like, why are you keeping the polar bears locked up like this? Oh. They shouldn't be here. And I would be like, well, we couldn't do it unless folks like you were willing to give donations to come in and see them. So there oh is a God. certain amount of personal responsibility <laughs> you here. Say that? Yeah, because it was so irritating. It was like, what? What are you? You're giving me mixed messages. You're coming to the zoo to see the animals, right. but then you're angered that they have animals at the zoo. It doesn't make <laughs> right, sense. Right? It doesn't feels add like, up. Feels like they'd also be upset if there weren't animals. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have empty cages? <laughs> Well, we got a lot of people asking why we had things in the cages, so we let them go. By the way, there is a polar bear running down Fifth Avenue right now, so good luck. Um, But so we had two, I think there were only two puppet shows. So there was the polar bear pappy thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing we had to do was do the, (laughs) this is so funny. We had to do the announcing for the sea lion show. There was a big tank in the middle of the zoo, and they Uh would... Watch Three... out for the splash zone. You're right, you're right. Like it was like, uh-oh, looks like Alice is really hungry. Better give her a fish. 
hey, Alice, how about you give your trainer a big hand? Like it was this whole thing. Well, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why were they? Seals are different no, from. Um, seals and sea lions are not the same thing they're both pinnipeds but they have different all right go ahead no the question was um was it all scripted or would you have to watch no no no. that was all scripted like they did it the same exact way every time because like if if alice decided to not catch the fish oh oh, looks like alice is smoking a cigarette we've never had that happen (laughs) before now what do we do Exactly. Uh, no, the whole show, the, the the sea lion show, was aimed at distinguishing between seals and sea lions because they were sea lions that lived there, but people don't understand the difference uh-huh. between seals and sea lions, which I get. But like the whole show was like, and you can tell they're not seals because of X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. Also, these are sea lions. If they were seals, they'd be doing these other things, but they're sea lions. So they, and then at the end of the show, I would be climbing down the ladder from the platform I had to stand on. And somebody would be like, what time's the next seal show? And I'd be like, oh my it's God. Sea lions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Life's work is, is disastrous. So you were there in person. You weren't just the voice. No, you had, yeah, you had to get up and stand, you had to okay. wear your little, you know, your little short shorts and your little t-shirt and, you know, well, you get gotta, up and you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, give you gotta sell it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay. Cause, cause my thought was if it is all scripted, like why not just record it once press play. Totally makes sense. But I think, <laughs> I think probably there was an S an element of timing to it as well. Like, and you're right. Wow. Like, if something goes wrong, what do you do? I'm sure there were protocols for that. I just have no recollection would, like, of any of that. Vamp and be like, yeah, yeah. Why? Anybody I'm... here from out of town? <laughs> <laughs> Who dresses you, sir? Um, but but the thing about that was because it was memorized. Because you had to memorize the whole thing. I managed, and I did this with all of the stuff that summer. I managed to convince the people in charge that I was having difficulty memorizing it. So I just did nothing for like a month and a half. Like I was like. I'm working on memorizing it. And so I would just show up to work and be like, these other people already know it so they can do it. And, uh, and finally the guy, the the supervisor was like, you got to start participating. (laughs) (laughs) Was, what was this like a a dubious? Well, it was, or were you having trouble memorizing or, Oh no, no, no. It was a hundred percent. I was doing it on purpose. Like I was like, (laughs) if I can get away with this and not have to do this shit and still get paid, I'm going to do that, you know? Um, and it worked. Uh, but the, the puppet shows, one of them was about, one of them was about penguins and it was just about how penguins, camouflage themselves like they're white on the bottom and dark on top so that when something is looking at them from underneath it just looks like part of the sky and when they're looking at them from above they just look like part of the ocean so you know killer whales come along and they're like hey what's going on but it was like (laughs) there was a whole elaborate thing to it where there was like a sea captain involved and that was the character that we always had a play of like And 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 I mean that's your wheelhouse. It's what you're <laughs> it's true. I didn't even think about that. But uh, the, you know, depending on whether it was a a man or a woman playing the part, you would either be Captain Carol or Captain Craig, and people would always get that because you'd have it memorized one way, and you'd be oh, calling, I, you know, uh, oh Captain I, Carol. You, I mean Craig. You know, uh, just Captain. Yeah. <laughs> 
and then there was another another puppet show which was about the the rainforest like the 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 deforestation of the rainforest and it involved some of the puppets were like some kind of rare monkey i'll think of it and i can't think of it right now but they these monkeys lived in the rainforest and the rainforest was being destroyed and whoever was destroying the, the rainforest Anyway, the, the upshot of all it was, it was us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 it was it was based on. I mean, it was just basically ripped off from Fern Gully. <laughs> Fern Gully. For some reason, that name just makes me laugh. Like I don't even really know what that is. I, I know, like I kind of know what it is, it's but not a, really. It's a cartoon about the rainforest, the rainforest. getting destroyed. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I feel like when you're going to rip something off, rip something off that's completely unrelated. In other words, uh, King Lear was not about salt, but they stole the story of King Lear to say salt is actually healthy for you. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure that show was sponsored <laughs> by Big Salt, uh, but. This show was ripped off from a Christmas carol. So oh, there was like an Ebenezer yes. Scrooge character and one of the but little it, monkeys was Tiny Tim and you know all this stuff. But it wasn't seasonal at all. It was not at all. It was like just about the rainforest. All the things the rainforest has done past, present, future. Right. Uh yeah, that yeah, like we used to be like this, and now we're like this, and someday. And like, I don't know, I guess the monkeys were hitchhiking because they couldn't get through the trees since there were no trees left. I I, I just don't remember. But anyway, I came in one day and like you were saying, being out till six in the morning and being totally hungover is exactly where I was at, except I didn't have the excuse of being in college. I was like 40 at the time. Uh, not that old, but pretty old, way too old to be. All right. It's not that old. It's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but I was totally hung over. So I was just backstage. I wasn't even in this show. Uh -huh. And I was just making fun of Eddie, who was backstage <laughs> doing the voices of a couple of the puppets. And I was making him laugh so hard <laughs> that he couldn't stop laughing to do the voices. But there were two actresses on stage who were waiting for him oh, no. to interact as the puppets. Like he had a puppet on his hand and he was laughing so hard that he couldn't do the voice of the puppet. So he took the puppet down. So the two actresses who knew the script were just on stage. Where's the monkey? Not as puppets, as people. Like they were right, just themselves right. on stage and they were they were actresses. And this is no offense to actors, but a lot of them are not that smart. And these women didn't know what to, they couldn't improvise. They didn't, you know, so Eddie could not stop laughing, was basically like on the floor laughing so hard. <laughs> and they were so angry. And finally, he got his shit together. And he was like, I'm Tiny Tim. The, the, the. <laughs> It's also monkey. just funny that he's like Tiny Tim. I'm Tiny Tim, the monkey. Hey, what's up, kids? Hello, kids. Don't be afraid of me. I'll be in your dreams. I live in a rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, the, the show ended and these two women stormed backstage and were so angry at him. And they were like... and they were basically they were threatening that they were going to tell the boss and try to get him fired now side note at one point eddie had a conversation with the boss who was a guy that we had known through the new york improv scene who had written these shows like he's the one who oh. had been involved with the central park 
zoo somehow and they had asked him to put this stuff together and he had written these shows so at one point he was frustrated that eddie wasn't i mean you know you think i couldn't memorize shit eddie really couldn't memorize shit so he was like well puppet show you could have the script (laughs) (laughs) that was right but i think but one of the things was everybody rotated through the Uh, cast so the people who were on stage sometimes was me and Eddie and sometimes the women were backstage doing the puppets so and that's part of the problem too is like if you're playing all the parts you have to memorize all the parts so anyway this guy kind of took Eddie aside because Eddie was kind of like half-assing it through the lines half the time and going like hey who cares what they say and tiny Tim what's up kids hey the rainforest you know and uh the guy took work at the docks I'm a stevedore and my father's an angry fella. <laughs> so they, so this guy takes Eddie aside and I, in my head, and I don't know if this is true, but I feel like this is the way Eddie told me the story is that the guy put his arm around him and he's like, Eddie, I just want you to know that to me, these words are like Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just so funny to us that this guy was so self-important, I guess, or About whatever. A puppet show in the zoo. <laughs> this is like Shakespeare. Anyway, these women are screaming at Eddie and they're going to tell the boss and whatever. And Eddie just turns to one of them and oh, he no. goes, I'm scared. He goes, do it. And I'm going to tell him that you have been stealing office supplies and I saw you do it and we'll see what happens. And that was it. And I was like, Holy shit. Like she really was stealing office. Like she was taking like post-it notepads and staples and shit like that out of the office that we changed our clothes in. And he knew that and was like, just kept that locked and loaded. Yes. I was like, there are people around me operating on levels that I have no concept of. <laughs> Three-dimensional no. chess. Yes. I'm going to put this away until it's necessary, <laughs> and that time is now. <laughs> Boom. Holy shit. So anyway, that was my experience with children's theater. Howdy, folks. My name's Polar Bear Pappy. Did you know that polar bears don't have white fur? It's actually translucent, which helps them absorb sunlight. And their skin is black, which helps it absorb sunlight even more. Keeps them warm up north. Now, when global warming kicks in, boy, are they going to be sweaty. But that won't be for a while because we'll see what happens. Oh, it's kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, we always like to sh- start the show with a segment that we like to call checking in. So let's find out what's going on with Amber. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, it's very hot. I'm, I'm just saying that as a, a preface because I'm in the back today. Jeff's home. It's the weekend. Everything's a little topsy turvy. It's the middle of the day. And I don't, I couldn't figure out a way to plug in my computer and not mess up his computer setup mm-hmm. unless I unplug the fan. Point is, I'm fanless on a very hot, humid day. So if I just start like if I'm a puddle, I apologize ahead of time. Um, Nightmare. 
<laughs> uh, my checking in isn't tremendously interesting, but I had a completely free Saturday yesterday, spoiler alert today, Sunday. And I hadn't for quite some time. Like I either had work or going out of town for that wedding or um, liquid feet rehearsal or work or like, again, like all great, all doable, but I in like the lockdown of it all, I realized I got very used to like weekends. I'm just like, like <laughs> I don't do anything. Right. Um, like I'll do chores around the house, but um, I got really. So you're saying for like two years, you had nothing to do on weekends. And then all of a sudden things started to pick up again and you had no time for yourself. That's exactly what I'm saying. And, mm-hmm. and at first it's so funny how you adapt at, at first in the lockdown, Weekends were almost torturous in a way where it was like, okay, I'll do this. Like, that'll eat up the day. And then I'm like, that was five minutes. Like, what are we going to do all day? Like, Mm -hmm. I was so used to doing things, for lack of a better word, for like, go, go, go. But then um, I've adapted and I really enjoy, you know, doing nothing and just waking up late, eating a slow breakfast, maybe watching something on TV, taking mm-hmm. a nap, taking smudgy for walks. Like your day gets eaten up pretty easily. It makes like, you feel like you're wealthy because you don't have to be grinding all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and so I got to do that again yesterday and I loved it. I woke up. I swear to God, it was so funny. I um, woke up like excited. Cause I knew I had nothing to do like a kid on Christmas morning. I like mm-hmm. came out and I was like, and Jeff's like, what's, what's, what's going on? And I was like, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to do today and I'm not going to do anything. And I was l- loving it. Good um, feeling. Yeah. And he, you can see in the back, he finally got a new bike. Oh, nice. So he went for a long bike ride. So I, not only did I have nothing to do all day, I had nothing to do all day like basically by myself and it was like that's that's the stuff right there living the dream (laughs) and you're like that's what i've been doing for three years (laughs) (laughs) your dream is my nightmare (laughs) the grass is always greener um but yeah and i had plans like maybe i'll clean the house maybe i'll do this and i was just again like listening to my body and also maybe it's just hot out I did some laundry. I did a couple things. And then I was like, I need to sit on my ass and be okay with it and not be feel guilty. And that is what I did. Right. Now, let me ask you this. When you have this day ahead of you, mm-hmm. I guess you're kind of saying the opposite of what I'm about to ask, but when you have a day like this ahead of you, uh-huh. or even, or even not a day like this ahead of you any day, do you have a plan for what's going to happen next? How how does that work itself out? Because I have thoughts about that as well. I do. I think it depends, like, just like anything, like things ebb and flow. And there's some days where you're like, I feel like being productive. And so it's like, I'm going to do this project, this project, this project. Da, 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 da. Um, and so I had like a vague plan. Oh, hello, Smudgy. Thanks for visiting. You could go back. Um I had a big plan again, you know, like laundry, maybe. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll get to a bunch of stuff. And I got to almost none of it. And I 
didn't beat myself up a bit. And that was mm-hmm. like the huge victory of like, yeah, like Jeff came home and I was like still on the couch watching TV. I was like, what's up? He's like, has Smudgy <laughs> gone out for a walk? I was like, yes, I've taken the dog out for a walk. But like, like um, the evidence pointed to the fact that like I hadn't moved a muscle in hours. And you didn't care. Mm-mm. And there have been times where I do feel really guilty or like. Um, That's what I was going to say, because I feel like sometimes if I have been living totally. with somebody or in a relationship and I'm oh like in that situation, I'm like, oh, hey, uh, hey, uh, no, yeah, I, I was I, just, I, I was, this is, uh, yeah, like, right, I took right. A break yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I'm in a good place. Well, I think I've also been so busy that it's okay I think but often if I'm like just sitting on the couch watching tv for hours I start getting pretty depressed but it didn't happen this time Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's what I mean about not much of a checking in because my checking is I didn't have to do anything but it was it was so good it was so good but Um, that was like the weekend's over and I'm like oh no I'm so sad (laughs) Well, maybe you'll have the same experience next Saturday. You'll have something to look forward to. Just live in Saturday to Saturday. That's the American dream, right? Right. Everybody's working for the weekend. <laughs> right. Uh, I had I had sort of the opposite experience. I had a lot going on in the last oh, wow. few days. Uh, yeah, it feels, it, it's very strange. First of all, I'm leaving town in a couple of days to go to the East coast. Uh, I'm going to go to my folks place for a couple of days. And then we are going to go down to the shore in Virginia where we go every summer, although I have not been the last couple of summers, but we've been going down there for like 40 years. Uh, my folks get a place right on the ocean and um, it sounds nice. Yeah. All of us will be in the same house. So that'll be uh, great, but also we'll see. You know? Well, you've spent three years by yourself, so it's a it's a culture. I have shock. some ground rules, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you know, it feels like this is a weird time to be doing that because of other stuff that's going on. Like, in other words, nothing has been happening for so long, and now all of a sudden, everything is happening at once. Right. I mean, who knows? That's that's absolutely probably untrue, but. Here, here, let me, let me just go through what went on. So Friday I had a meeting, uh, you know, I I've talked a little bit about, uh, or I've talked a lot about a little of stuff that I've been working on for a couple of years now, <laughs> or for a year or whatever, like all these projects, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. stuff falls apart, stuff comes back together, stuff goes away, stuff comes in nature one, of the business. One thing that I have been working on is coalescing to a point where it's going to move forward in one way or another. In other words, either it's going to, we're going to take it out and it's going to work or we're going to take it out and people are going to go not interested. And then it's going to be over. Mm. This is the only thing, but it's like at a life cycle part where, right. This is the only thing that has gotten to that point out of everything. So on Friday, you're directing something. Well, that I'll get to that in a few minutes. Okay. (laughs) so uh this is a show a television program you could call it okay that i have co-created with another guy and 
you know, I, I, I love it. I feel really good about it. I feel really strongly about it. It's very fun. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's a fucking shit show in the TV business right now, even though it feels like it shouldn't be because you have all these streaming services and you have all these networks and whatever. And so everybody who looks at it goes, Oh, this must be a great time for creators and whatever, but, but it just isn't like, it's the opposite of that where everybody's paring back and trying to figure out how to save money and making smaller shows and shorter order episode orders and involving less writers and not, you know, whatever. So who knows? We'll see. But on Friday, I had a meeting where I was with all the producers and my agents, and I had to pitch the show. And this was the fifth time that I had a meeting like that. In other words, we have not gone to anyone in a position to... You're not actually pitching to studios. It's just to the people that we are going to take with us when we go out. So why do you have to do it? Because we had to adjust it for these oh, people's gotcha, notes, gotcha, and then gotcha. for these people's notes, and then we had to show it's just it to, to these... make sure everyone's on the same page. Correct. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Right, I'm right, the one. Right. You know, like I'm the one who has to do all the shit. They just have to sit there and watch it and go, "Meh, I didn't like this part." Change everything uh, from the top. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. That's the nature of the process. So, <laughs> so anyway. The meeting was at 9.30 a.m. on Friday. Now, I don't that's, know if I've... And that's early for you. You're, yeah, I was going to say, are... I don't know if I've told you about my weird sleep schedule yeah. these days. So anyway, I missed the meeting. I heard it went okay. You uh, did not. No, 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 I'm kidding. Oh, I was like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but... Uh... <laughs> it went okay? Like, what could have possibly <laughs> happened if it's you? <laughs> It's also it's also very weird because the whole thing is on Zoom at this point, you know, mm-hmm. and so people and then, like I said, it's the fifth time some of these people are hearing the same material with slight tweaks right. and right, adjustments right, right. and whatever. So any of the jokes that were working the first time or even yeah. the second time, nobody's interested in. On top of which. It's 9.30 in the morning. It's 9.30 in the morning, which is, you know, the the antithesis of comedy time. Mm-hmm. And they all have their mics off, or, or most of them So do. even they, if they were guffawing. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't yeah. all turn them off, but whatever. So, so there was one, like, I always try to add in one or two more things the next time I do it. Like, Keep just it jokes fresh. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Not even for anybody else, for myself, because I get so bored with the fucking thing, you know? Right. And I'm like, well, if I know I'm going up to this joke, at least I'll have fun. It's like doing stand-up, basically, you know, where you're doing the same material over and over again. And you have to figure out how to make it work for yourself every time as if as if you're just coming up with it off the top of your head. And I, you know, that's not hard because I have plenty of room up there and it's getting roomier. Uh, <laughs> but I had one joke and I was like, should I do that? Like, it's such an obscure I actually thought about it afterwards and I was like, this is like a five level deep reference joke. (laughs) Like you have to know, you have to know the characters I'm talking about in this pitch. You have to know a cultural reference to pop culture. You have to know something specific about that. You have to know something related to that specific. Then you have to know 
another reference that I'm making on top of that. It's actually six now that I'm thinking about it. And then a different reference overall on top of all that. So I was like, is that, it's too complicated. Also, I'm very aware of the fact that the guy that I'm creating the show with is literally half my age. So any reference I do, there used to be a thing where we all had the same references and now that doesn't exist anymore because of right. all the social media stuff and whatever right. and whatever. But I'm like, I don't want to do stuff that makes it sound like this is dated. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Although the few times I've brought that stuff up to him, he's like, no, no, I think we should absolutely do that because it's funny. And like, who cares? It's one joke. And I'm like, yeah, great. So anyway, I didn't have total confidence in this joke, in this joke. And in the middle of doing the whole thing, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I said it. And there's like all these people on Zoom, whatever. And I say the thing and I just hear like the sounds of strangulation, basically, (laughs) you know, and I realize that's because people are actually laughing and they're trying not to laugh because they don't want to fuck up the pitch. And I'm like, oh, if those people are laughing who still have their mics on, that means it really, it really worked and whatever, which is great. But also it meant that I got so in my head in that moment, because this is like a 20 minute speech that I'm giving that I just have memorized. And so I oh. get in my head going, oh, I guess that joke worked. And I'm and like, then you're like, where I, am I in the yeah, speech? Like, so I skipped like two paragraphs <laughs> oh, after no. that and whatever. And uh, it was it, it just was a funny it was a funny thing anyway. <laughs> The thing that was the funniest about it to me was that nobody said a word about the stuff I skipped. Like to me, that stuff was so important, but it's part of a 20 minute thing. So right. nobody even remembers it, right. even though they've already heard it four times in some cases. Right. And so I said to one of the, you know, I get on the phone with one of the producers afterwards and he's like, oh, that was great. And I was like, now I did skip this one part. Should we just take that out? Because nobody even noticed. And then he's like, no, like it just is a whole complicated, you know. Right. Uh, but what it also made me think about was like, <laughs> was just how I've been doing this for so long and there's still so much it's just a roll of the fucking dice. Every time you do something, Mm. you just never know what's going to work and what's not going to work, you know? Um, And I guess what I have to sort of start to adjust to is going, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to do it. And if people like it, they don't, they they like it. If they don't, they don't. So that was one, that was one thing. And, and, and like I said, it's, it's, I think we've been working on this project for a about a year at this point, maybe a little bit less than that, but somewhere in that area, maybe it was last fall that we started and it's, it's, it's getting to that time, you know, it's getting to that time where either it's going to work or it's not going to work. Um, and I, I hope for the best. Of course. Of uh, course. it's exciting. It is, it is a fun show. And I really, I really, because there's a whole thing at the end. <laughs> I mean, whatever, who gives a shit, but there's a whole thing at the end where I'm like summarizing everything. And I'm like, so let me just finish by saying, here's what I love about this show. I don't say it like this, but I say it very sincerely. Like, here's what I love about this show. It's about this. This is something I've been thinking about a lot for a while and whatever. And then the joke is that one of the characters then chimes in and goes, fuck that. It's not about that. It's about this other thing. And so it's all like a setup. Ah, 
But as I wrote to some of the people afterwards, I was like, you know, <laughs> I know that's all a setup to the joke at the end, but, but I, also I really do love <laughs> yeah, the show, yeah. you know, like I'm telling the truth in that moment. That's what probably makes it work. If it works. Some, no, I mean, but I mean we'll like see. that moment. Cause you're, so that's what cute. I mean. If that, ah. if that moment works, we'll see, because this is all people who want it to work. Not people who are like, right. Prove it douchebag. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Right. Cause that's what every executive comes into the meeting with is prove it douchebag. I actually think that's not true. I remember reading yeah. a thing once uh, where, cause I took like a commercial class with this teacher in New York and that was how I never booked a commercial. Um, well, I did one, I guess at one point, uh, Fact. It's a, <laughs> we all love video doorbells. Um, I've seen it in the wild now. Oh, good. Yeah. There's some, <laughs> there's some nuts commercials out there, but this woman had all, you know, she's one of those people, which I think is actually good. And I, and I, and I always plan to do this more and then never do in my classes where you have some thing of wisdom from like a famous person or a famous book or something that applies to whatever you're trying to teach people in that moment. Because it's like, I know this is true, but if you hear that this person whose judgment is, you know, somebody you, you recognize, which is going to be hilarious when I say that it's George Clooney who said this thing, Mm -hmm. but George Clooney was talking about auditioning. He was like, when you go into the room, you have to realize that everybody wants you to be the guy. They're not like, Oh, this fucking idiot isn't going to, isn't going to work out. Trick him. Yeah. 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 They want it to work. And I think the same thing is true when you, yeah, it makes their life easier. If they want the thing to be a -hmm. great idea. So I'm trying to remember that as I go forward. Um, but then the second thing that happened this weekend was last night I did a show in Griffith Park. We did a live recording of Improv for Humans, fun, which is Matt Besser's podcast. And he kind of publicized it and put it out there. And there was like a big crowd there to watch it, which was insane because I've done a couple of live shows, but it's been like. 15 other improvisers in the audience, you know, and this was just a crowd of people who are out sitting on the lawn at Griffith park, watching us do this dumb improvised show. So that's so fun. Did you like it? What's up? Did you like enjoy it? Was it? Oh, it was awful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great. It was great. It was like, it it was the first time in, I, you know, since the pandemic started, I think that I was really in front of an actual like crowd audience, yeah. like real people who weren't just there because they were like, oh, those guys are going to perform. And then us and the rest of Fishbone is going to get up. And then after <laughs> us is we the people, you know. Um, and wait, what is the one that we always talk about, Joe's? Um... Oh, Squeesh. Squeesh. <laughs> Gold Baby. Squeesh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the center <laughs> ring and give it up for Squeesh. <laughs> They're doing circus circus sketch. Uh, so that was great. That was really that was really fun. And then um, although it was kind of a nightmare because it was well, I'm sure like the sound is probably a little bit tough. That was a problem. I mean, we had we were recording it for his podcast. So we had mics and amps and whatever, 
but they were all run on batteries. So we'd be in the middle of a scene and then it would just cut out. And the tech guy who's great would be like, I got to change the batteries. Sorry, guys. We're sorry to get so in the weeds, but was it like. There was a lot of weeds there. Yes. Was it like. They have not been keeping the place up. What's that? Or did you. No, no, hand mics. And that was a funny thing, too, because one of the people we were performing with, and I won't say what his name is, but he used to have a show on Comedy Central called Review. (laughs) Um, I was just rewatching it. It's so funny. Oh, brilliant. Uh, But he didn't realize, and of course he didn't realize, why would he know, that if he tilted his mic forward, it caused tremendous feedback on the amps. So for the first like 15 minutes, we were all sitting there trying to talk into our mics and we just kept hearing and like (laughs) finally finally the sound guy came over and realized that's the one thing that Uh was the same every time and like adjusted his mic. Um, But it was, uh, yeah, the sound was always like up in the air, you know, but, but it seemed to work out and people were there and they stuck it out the whole time. I would say there was like, I don't know, 60 or 70 people there. Wow. That's a um, lot. But what I was, the reason I was saying it was a nightmare is because of course it's LA and it's Griffith park. So Besser was just like, Oh yeah, it's by this thing. Just show up there. And you're and like, I, oh, I just have to like walk around the whole park. Right. Like I drove <laughs> over there and there was no parking anywhere near it. Like LA, everybody goes to the park on Sunday. So there's no parking spot. So I parked like half a mile away and then I just started walking and I was like, I hope I see I hope that. I'm walking the right way. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was a moment of like, I just was kind of wandering up these wooden stairs and through a gully, like a fern gully. And then I got to, uh, I know exactly where you were. <laughs> and I got to a space. I got to, Oh, and there was a, there was a Shakespeare festival going on as well. And so I got to this one spot and I was like, I have no fucking idea where these guys are. And I turned my head And they were like right there across the field from me, waving at me as I like very far away. But they had seen me and I could see them now. (laughs) But I really was like, I guess I'm just going to be. And and it was making me laugh in my head because I was like, I hope they put a I hope they put a bundle of balloons up at the table that they're sitting at, because every table is taken (laughs) up by people and they have a bundle of like, I'm sure everybody goes, we'll be at the table with the balloons. And then everybody has the same idea. So they just (laughs) all have. So everybody's like having a birthday or quinceanera or just a picnic or a outing or whatever. And they're all like, just go to the table. You'll recognize us by the bunch of balloons. balloons. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it was great. It was really, really fun. And uh, so nice to be in front of an audience again, you know, and have that experience of live. We weren't in a theater, but it's live theater, you know? Yeah. Uh, theater in the round in the park and the atmosphere whatever and then as you mentioned i'm going to be directing for the first time ever directing a film that's huge uh it's it's exciting and of course do you need one of these things because i have one you could borrow it but i think we do i think we do a clapper do you want to borrow mine we may do that. Yes. I'd be honored because then I'll get a special thing. I don't know where they get those. <laughs> <laughs> well, but also it's like the but the line items on the budget. It's like, how can we save $12? Oh, we could use Amber's clapper. We don't have to rent a clapper from the rental house. We can just use Amber's clapper. We can get um, more red vines. For the, for <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a whole thing today with one of the producers. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
Yeah. So that's why I say we're shooting at the end of August. And in my brain, I'm like, well, whatever. (laughs) It's like, well, here's what it is. You know what it is? You're absolutely right. Like August in LA, not ideal. It's going to be warm. We're shooting outside. We're already like, we've got to have a car there with AC on all the time where we have a house there where people can go into the AC, you know, lots of hydration, but, but the problem is, and it's not a, it's a good problem to have. I think is the two actors I have cast are phenomenally talented actors who work constantly, right? Who work on big things all the time. And so trying to figure out a schedule when they can both be there for one day is incredibly difficult. And so there's this little window and I was like, you know what? We'll take it. Let's shoot for this. Now, part of me already is like, oh, it's just not going to happen. We're never going to be able to do it. We're never going to pull it off because of all the logistics involved as far as like one of them's working on this project in this place. The other one's working on this project in this place. They have to be there in this day. And the other one has to come and back from this place. Canceled and canceled and then- I mean, a hundred percent. It's all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is stressful, it's, but I'm, but I'm like, I, it's going to happen. It. It's yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm rolling the dice. I said, I said to one of the producers the other day who has done a lot of these things, I forget why he, he he was arguing with me about something because that's the producer's job is to tell you you're wrong about everything. Apparently in every project I work on, the producers are just telling me I'm wrong about everything. Like what? Well, this is like budget stuff. Like, oh, no, no, no. Right. You don't pay that much for this. You don't need that. You get this instead. And I'm oh. like, no, I want this. I want that. And what the problem is, neither of us is being specific. So we don't know what we're actually talking <laughs> about. You might be saying the same thing. <laughs> oh. But we were, we were talking about, and I was like, look, it's a lot of money. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I'm rolling the fucking dice and I'm just trying to believe. And it's, it's a crapshoot. And if it works, it works. And he was like, that's what this is always. It's always a crapshoot. So I was like, okay, then I don't feel so bad, you know? Um, But all of that is by way of saying that we had a meeting this morning, this very morning, where we read, they read the script for the first time. I mean, they had read the script, but but we did like a, yeah, I mean, not at a table on zoom again. So I turned my mic off so they couldn't hear me going, Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, You did not (laughs) No. But it was the first time I heard the script out loud from the actors. And that's that's pretty awesome. It is. It is. It absolutely is. Because part of me is always like, holy shit, they're saying the things I wrote. And Uh it sounds like what I was trying to say, you know, Uh but there's also always the part that's like, and maybe some other people don't feel this way, but I always feel like. Uh, what if what if it's what if they hate it and it doesn't sound uh-huh. good you know but as one of the producers who was not arguing with me in the moment pointed out uh was like they already read it so clearly they're not they going to hate it, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they're saying yes but still there's like that moment of like uh oh well, it's vulnerable it. yeah yeah this is it moment of truth but it was great it was really fucking cool to hear it out loud to hear the way they did it to hear what they brought to it to hear what i was trying to get across just in a dumb little table read on zoom starting to come across that's to see the adjustments i was going to need to make to realize the problem you know because 
fucking actors always have a million questions, you know? They're like, I didn't understand why my character is a baby. And I'm just like, dude, come on. I wrote it like that. But the parts that <laughs> the parts that they were questioning were the parts that were the trickiest. And so it's uh -huh. like, I was already aware of that. And I know, okay, so maybe it needs to be a little stronger in those parts, you know, to make it make a little bit more sense. Um, one of the problems with, I guess, I don't know. One of the problems with fictionalizing stuff that happens in real life is, your, is like, part of you is like, but that's not how it happened. Well, no, I wasn't <laughs> even going to say that. I mean, yeah, there is that element, but it's like, this is what happened in real life. But the reason it happened that way in real life is not dramatic enough. So we have to oh. change the circumstances a little bit, but that takes away from how grounded and how much it makes sense mm. is right. So it's like, but it still has to be grounded and make sense. So how do we do that in a more heightened, more dramatic way? You know? Right. Um, but anyway, it was, it was very cool. We're shooting that at the end of August. I'm leaving town for two weeks, which seems insane now because it's like, all I have to do is get ready for this shoot at the end of the month. And I'm going to be away the entire time. Uh, <laughs> You'll so be nice see. and rested for it. Sure. Sure. Um, that's, that's some of the ground rules I have to set for everybody. When I get to the house that I'm staying in, it's like, guys, look, I know I've been by myself for a couple of years, but this is how it goes. Lights out by 10. Everybody keeps it down till 10 in the morning. Absolute silence. You know, all the, all the fun to be around. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. A lot of stuff nice. went down. A lot of stuff is moving forward. Things are falling into place. Everything's uh, sticking and sticking and moving or moving and sticking, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever the expression is. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we'll come back with a segment that we like to call checking in. No! <laughs> we'll be right back. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. This is a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Let's start today. Let's see. Who should we begin <laughs> with? Let me give a little fake out to Amber, and I am going to start with Amber. Okay. All right. Double fake out. Um, Hard to fake out when there's only one other I person know, there. I know. You know. I know. It's a challenge. Um. I've told you that Liquid Feet, we've been meeting like mm -hmm. once a week and, and rehearsing, and that's been good. But we did a thing this week when we met. We watched the game tape. We watched the last Liquid Feet whole show that we did, which was August 2019. So Holy shit. Three years ago. And um, it was really wild because... It was Where was that show? It was at the Lyric Hyperion, which is not the Lyric Hyperion anymore. I forget what it's called now, but um, that is mm -hmm. how time has passed. But um, it, it's just like everything. Like we worked so hard on it at the time. Mm 
And all three of us, while we were watching it during certain moments, I was like, I don't recall this dance. Like, I don't remember that we had this dance. Mm. So it was like watching it like an audience member, you know, right. like, well, well, that's cute. <laughs> um, and, and the writing, like we were all three, this sounds so conceited, but I, it, we were like actually laughing at like a lot of it. We're, and it was like this nice, because I know that I do this. I don't know if you do this. I don't want to lump you in on this, but um, it's easy. It's easy. It's very easy for me to sort of diminish any project, any accomplishment, anything I've ever done in my whole life. I never do that. <laughs> and so like, I think also with lockdown, it's like, oh yeah, I did liquid feed. It was like this dumb thing. It was this dumb, silly dumb thing which is still true it is a dumb thing <laughs> like by definition but it was like oh I think I forgot that there was like entertainment value and and watching it as a as a audience member I was like this is good I like this mm -hmm. like there's definitely things like we would change and and fix and edit but like it's very silly it's very uh, I don't know um so that was kind of an interesting experience. And then we also implemented for the first time, we've been a dance team for 10 years now, I think. I think in September, it'll be our 10-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, Free like, agency? No. I thought I, I, I got lost in the team thing. <laughs> um, Tamara's like, hey, before we rehearse, oh, we had a rehearsal the week before and, and you know, all of our age is happening to all of us and time marches forward and bodies do interesting things. And, um, Dave does like a lot of lifts and I don't weigh the same amount as I used to. And, um, so he was like, yeah, my shoulder has kind of been hurting me ever since. And I was like, Ugh. anyway, Tamara's like, Hey, why don't we stretch before we rehearse every single time? And mm. all of us were like, Oh my God, why did it take us a decade to come to this? Like, of yeah, course. get the blood flowing, get the muscles moving. It's so bad. It's before so obvious. You do, before you do the lifting stuff, yeah. you got to be careful because once you get to a certain age, you can start to fuck things up and they don't get better as quickly. No, I know. I know. And, but we're also being very communica communicative about that of like, do you feel comfortable doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, should we change it to make it different? Because there's no need for this to be an unsafe situation. Like that right. is the opposite of the point. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's good. Yeah. Now who gets to lead the stretching? We did like kind of almost improv stretch and share type warm up where. I hate that warm up. No, I have a good reason to hate it, but go ahead. But like, so like Tamara would give a stretch or two and then I would give a stretch or two and then Dave would give us like. So can you explain for our listeners who may not be familiar with the various iterations of improv warmups, exactly what goes on in a stretch and share? So a stretch and share is, um, and maybe I don't know all the details, but the, the amount of venom you had, I was like, I don't, 
Am I missing no, a part? It's, no, no, you're, um, I'm sure. But you're, you, the whole team or class or whatever. It right. Is, so there's like there's, 15 people in a class and you go, hey, guys, yeah. let's do a stretch and share. And then and you're in a circle. And so somebody's like, oh, let's stretch your arm like this. And so everybody does that. And then you say something that happened to you that day. Mm-hmm. And then the next person gives a stretch and says something that like, right. That's a stretch and share. That's exactly right. And the reason I hate it is because I found I only ever did it a few times because I was subbing for people. And Uh, and I would always say to the class, like, what do you guys usually do? And then somebody would go, we do a stretch and share. And I'd be like, great, do that. (laughs) And you're like smoking a cigarette in the corner. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Just coughing because I don't usually smoke, but I'm trying to look cool in front of these people. Um, But what would invariably happen? They'd like run said, out of stretches. Did, did like three or four times. Uh, somebody would go, okay, guys, let's stretch our hamstrings, everybody. Touch your toes. And everybody would start touching their toes or their knees or closest, whatever. And the person who was sharing would then go, um, so I had kind of a tough week. My uncle has been really sick for a long time, and he finally died this week. And Unfortunately, I couldn't. The plane that I would, the flight that I was trying to catch, left before I got there, so I could couldn't make it to the memorial service. But um, I loved him very much, and um, you know, and everyone's like, "Can we get up now?" (laughs) (laughs) And it just always turned into this maudlin, sad. Like there just was always a person, which makes sense because life is a fucking parade of tragedies. Right. That there was always a person who was like, I had a really, and then, and then you're like, okay, everybody, let's do a little improv comedy. (laughs) It's like, that is not where our energy is right now. But everyone's hamstrings are. Yeah. But also just everybody, like, it feels inappropriate to be like, okay, now let's be, everybody pretend they have a fake mustache and pretend, see how that affects your body and what character comes out, you know? Right. I mean, while everybody's in their head going, I hope my uncle didn't die while class was Aww, going on. Totally. <laughs> so I try to stay away from that um, because it always bums everybody out. I haven't seen it in a while, but during lockdown, when I would wake up early and go for walks, I would see construction sites. And I there was a construction crew that I would walk by them and they would be doing a stretch and share. And I thought it was so cute. I thought it was just an improv. But of course, yeah. if you're physical, you probably need to. Stretch. All right, Frank, we're going to move these shade bags today. <laughs> so let's do a little bit of unknotting at the back before we start. Let's see. Okay, everybody roll your shoulders backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Now, I will tell you guys, my uncle was just diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he's oh, only got a couple months left. Oh, no. And uh, Antonio, take it away. uh so you're so you're stretching now that's good yeah well also i would say this is i guess maybe less of um a good reason that stretching share is invalid but most of the people aren't licensed physical stretchers yeah and so it's like we're a little imbalanced or like (laughs) you know like it's not Hey, guys, I know what you all needs. Everybody go into the pigeon stretch. That's your foot straight out in front of you and put your one heels behind you. 
and just lean forward and feel it in the lower back. Feel it in the lower back. Everyone's crying. Yes. Get let let loose that tension in the lower back. And then I also should make you aware. I came home the other night. My wife was fucking the super the superintendent. So (laughs) things ain't good with things ain't good with me and Diane. But we'll see. You can work it out. Sometimes people forgive. You know, you've been with somebody long enough. You forgive. Anyway, take it away, Freddie. <laughs> it's always Freddie nice. Um, but yeah, that's my parting shot. We're stretching. Cool. We're watching. Are you going to do a show? Do you have any plans? We are doing the Tomorrow Show on the 20th. We have that booked. But part of watching the, the full show is like, should we gear up to a full Liquid Feet show? Because that would... you. You know, we've been talking about this. Like, it's all well and good to be like, yeah, we should do stuff. But it's like, until there's like a deadline, like, oh, we have to get our act together by this date. Um, yeah. It's it's harder to. Be motivated. Yeah. And to progress. But. um, But yeah, as of now, it's just the Tomorrow Show on the 20th. But I'm excited about that. We'll see. All right, guys, everybody put your arms out straight and just do little six-inch circles. Wiggle them forwards, wiggle them backwards, wiggle them forwards, wiggle them backwards. And uh, I just want to make sure you all know that my sons is getting bullied in school a lot. They call him Fatso. They call him Fatso and they call him Uggo. And some people call him Fatso Uggo. And uh, not a lot I can do because, you know, what are you going to do when kids are getting bullied in school? You go and you say, stop bullying my son. That makes it worse for the poor fucking kid, you know? Anyway, take it away, Bills above. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a lot of bags to load today. Uh, all right, I'll, 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 here's my parting shot. I've had some bad experiences recently. Very bad. Uh, and you know where 90% of the bad experiences I have on the show. At Starbucks. Right. So... <laughs> Why do you go? Well, this is what I'm getting to. <laughs> there's other coffee shops. So I so there's the place that I go to right here mm-hmm. near where I live, very close by, which I can just walk to in the morning, you know? So it's nice to like take a walk over there. It's about probably a little bit less than a half a mile. So like a little bit less than a 10 minute walk and walk back. It's a nice little walk. I get my coffee, whatever. So the morning hill on the way back, it's tough, but it wakes you up. Yeah. 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 It's your blood flowing. Hey, okay, guys, let's get those (laughs) glutes warmed up. (laughs) Let's walk to Sean's house. (laughs) Okay. Take it away, Toronto. Um, (laughs) So I, so the other day I'm like, ah, I really want a coffee. I'm going to, you know, I, I can make it here, but if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. So let me go over to Starbucks and try to grab a coffee. So I walk over there, all the way over there, uh-huh. and I get there, and it's it's like very um, like the they have a, a sunproof covering over the window, so you can't really see into the store anymore. Right, 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 right. Blocking it so you can't see in. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I go up and I grab and the door won't, it's locked. The door is locked. And then I look up and I realize there's no Starbucks sign there anymore. And then I see a sign over there that says closed. Like the store is gone. Starbucks, not a mass, doesn't exist anymore <laughs> in that location. Uh Oh, the recession is real. Yeah, I think so. And uh, 
So that was that was a bummer because that was uh, that was a place that a gave me coffee on a regular basis and b gave me a lot to talk to talk about on this show. <laughs> well, and was close and was like, close, right? Yeah. But luckily, as you know, Starbucks are ubiquitous. Mm. So well, it sounds like not for long I mean, <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> but but come on, like it's like a cockroach. Like wherever there's one, there's like fifty more in the walls. You know, so. Anyway, the other day, yesterday, I guess it was yesterday, maybe two days ago, something like that. I was like, let me go for a walk through the neighborhood just for an hour. I'm on a walk around. So I, so I walk. And, and one of the an- houses is the Starbucks. <laughs> there's another, no, there's another one way down on, in my old neighborhood where I used to live over in little Armenia. And I was like, I'm going to walk all the way over there. It's like a mile and a half way. I'm going to walk over, get a coffee, walk back. But I'm a little tired, but I know that I'm headed for I'm going to get a pick me up on the way back. It's going to be great. great. (laughs) By the way, I'm doing a lot of walking because I'm trying to avoid for the moment starting to lift weights again because I'm trying to let my back heal from instead of jumping back into it. I'm like, let me just walk for a bit and, you know, start to. So I walk over and I get to I get to um, this starbucks down in little armenia and there's a little kid inside the door like i get there and i walk i'm walking up to the door and there's this little kid right inside and so i'm like oh i shouldn't just walk up and push the door open because that will bowl this kid down and probably injure him you know he could get like a concussion or a brain injury of some sort if he gets knocked (laughs) over the wrong way and falls people can die from that stuff i mean that's Mm -hmm. how people so i'm like okay let me and the kid like starts to open the door himself i say little kid he was probably 19 and uh (laughs) (laughs) he was like three but he's trying to open the door and the door is locked the door is locked and i look and this fucking starbucks also gone closed not a mass so that's two starbucks in my neighborhood that have closed in the last couple of weeks can i posit a fury go ahead einstein um ouch um, <laughs> you complain about them a lot what if this is your doing entirely possible <laughs> bob starbucks was listening to this podcast and he was like it sounds like things aren't going well in that neighborhood let's, let's get it out down. of there yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's um, crazy. Yeah. The grass is always greener is but right. I'm, I'm sure you passed a coffee shop on that walk. Well, it's funny. On the way back, I did not. Like, I was that's like. crazy. Yeah. There was one that's right down the hill from me, but that was closed by the time I got back. Because that's the other thing with the recession, or not the recession, but the, the shutdown, the close up. What do we call it? The lockdown. The go away. The turnaround. Uh, the great. The, <laughs> Boot scoop boogie. <laughs> the great scamper. Um, everything closes way earlier than it used to as well, which it's I understand like, because it's like nobody's coming. So why are we going to stay open? You right. know? But it's like we're living in a small town. It's yeah. like the whole benefit of the large city is nothing ever closes. And I was also struck in my walk, which I walked again. I walked all the way across Franklin, then down to Hollywood and across Hollywood and back. Just how fucking filthy this city is. It is disgusting everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Like it's just gross. 
um, I, I can, I can, when I go walking, I oftentimes I'll just go up the hill and walk in circles around the, cause there's a literally like a circle up at the top of the hill. That's like three quarters of a mile. And I can just walk around that almost oh, like a track. Great. Yeah. But it's so boring and you keep walking past the same people <laughs> right. and having to wave to them all the time. You know, you're like, it's like that Monty Python thing of like morning, good morning. The fish swimming back and forth. <laughs> and they just keep saying good morning to each other. So I'm like, ah, I want to get out and walk around, but like, I don't, I don't, I really don't. It's too, it's just gross out there, you know? Um, but you know, the big panic is the great Starbucks shutdown of 2022. So do you have any answers? Do you know, have you, I don't, I don't, I did see an article in the Washington post today about Starbucks shutting down at union station in Washington, DC. Like they said that, there was too much of a crime problem. There weren't enough commuters going back and forth. So the station was abandoned all the time and the people running the Starbucks didn't feel safe anymore. So they closed the Starbucks there, but uh, it doesn't feel like that's the problem in this neighborhood. So I don't know what the story is, hmm. whatever it is. I blame Joe Biden. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else? What are we leaving yeah. out? Nothing. What did we forget? We we had that, I sent you that list. What was on the list? What else was on the list? Did we check everything off the we list? We did everything on the agenda. Every point on the list is. <laughs> no, we, we stayed on script the whole time. <laughs> Word for Stayed on script the whole time. You're right. You read all the way up to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this has been The Long Shot. It is a podcast. Smash that button. <laughs> and uh you know spread the word and we'll see you next time on the long shot bye